another week of keep the kayfabe i'm mike sitting here with my boys ready to talk some wrestling it was another great weekend uh filled with vengeance day on nxt a lot of moving parts in AEW, and we're gonna break that all down but first let's introduce the boys real quick always keeping it regal steve grobschmidt how are you grabby mike get the tables <laughs> <laughs> No problem, brother. Hey, I saw you had some uh, nice little broad action doing some grill and putting it on I the know. table for That's Valentine's bold, Day. For, uh, for our listeners across the uh, world, it's <laughs> been bitter cold here in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, negative degrees this weekend, but I grilled Friday, Saturday night and, and Sunday night, so I did not let it deter me. I saw the Where'd pictures. Get- it looked really good, too. It steaks yeah, yeah. last night and brats the night before. Mm. Woo. Love that. Where'd you get those brats? Uh, Johnsonville from uh, Zendix. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Nothing fancy. Hey, no, Wisconsin no, you Wrestling your... Podcast here, boys. That's right. No, you see yours? Authentic. All right. Let's go over to Bayview. Talk to my guy, someone who keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Shock system. <laughs> and i just and i just uh yeah marked out that we tell that story all the time about those dudes down at war games uh the undisputed era fans i wonder what they're thinking right now their their world is rocked probably their system is rocked their system yeah big time they have not emerged from their mother's basements nope (laughs) not at all matt did you have uh something going on this valentine's day bud we did. Um, we had some steaks, some scallops, some sweet potato French fries. It was awesome. Ooh. The three S's of a good dinner. Hello. Hello. So I, think, I think Elias would be happy with uh, with your plan. He, he, oh, yeah. Elias has, has been my big inspiration ever since my birthday when he told me to get my shit together. So, yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, stepping come, up your game since. We've come a long way. What a motivator. I love it. Awesome. Well, let's stay down in Bayview. Talk to my guy. Oh, my God. It's Charlie Michael. Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Boom. That was a good one. Boom. <laughs> yeah, man. Lots of stuff going on with the Undisputed Area. For us listeners who didn't uh, catch it this weekend, there was some huge ripples happening in NXT, something that we haven't felt in a long time. Uh, well, honestly, I haven't really been watching it all that much. Um, but, uh, oh, Charlie, I didn't ask you about your Valentine's Day. Did you have something going on with the lady? Uh, not, yeah, no, we didn't do much. This Saturday night we got together and then <clears throat> just did, like, taco night. It wasn't Perfect. anything too spacey, crazy. Stage some gifts, that's about it, and cards. No steaks. No, there's no, there's no, no wrong way to celebrate Greg Valentine's Day. No. Oh, God. Not at all. How many cameos do you think he did? Uh, for Valentine's Day, three. (laughs) 
Yeah. And that's a lot for him. For his <laughs> At least three. And those were my three. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably like overwhelmed with how much work he had to do. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> there. How was that? <laughs> Jesus. Bye. Another one. Ugh. Yeah. Never, never uh, get married. That's my best advice for you. There you go. It's hammer time. Bull doesn't smoke itself. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So, so for the first time, I actually saw that picture of Greg Valentine. And who's he with? Is it the the Brutus, that's Barber, Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Yes. Whose nipples wow. are pierced? And I didn't notice that. Yeah, I noticed lot. that before. Yeah, just the right one, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot to unpack in that photo, which we don't have time for. But no. Someday. Yeah. Got a hot show. We'll do a special. When we do our someday. first video podcast, we'll cover that one. Yeah. Right. Sure. All right, so Valentine's Day sounds like you guys were in love, and uh, were we in love with this? What'd, uh, what'd you do? Forgot you never. Yeah, what'd you do? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm just a lowly host. I, I gotta, I gotta prop up my boys. I, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, I, uh, I did this. Host. I, I got this. Uh, okay, so I'm a huge fan of this butcher shop that I live by, Bunzel's uh, oh, Butcher yeah. Shop. Yep. Unbelievable. I used so to work like, with him. No way. Are you serious? It's Dan Bunzel, I think he runs it now, or his family does, but he used to work at yeah, a company I worked at 15 wow. years ago. Yeah. Well, it's a, f- a phenomenal family-owned butcher shop. Super legit. I mean, I love grilling and barbecuing, uh, but uh, so I've been in there um, pretty often, but they also do these meat deals and this Valentine's Day special. I got two... I think 16 ounce ribeyes, two lobster tails, two three times baked potatoes, yeah, uh, two cheesecakes or two cherry cheesecake slices, a salad, a baguette, Dang. all for like 64 bucks. Wow, that's like, a good deal. Such a great deal. And it was phenomenal. <laughs> I didn't need it. I, I I mean I was I was I love cooking in our new kitchen and it was yeah, super nice fun to unpack and yep so we did that and uh, Kristen loved it we had a great time and then we settled down and watched a rom com so vengeance was this Sunday and it started off with Dakota Kai and not Dana it is someone not worth remembering Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel. God, I always want to call her Dana. God damn it. Uh, Versus uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon to win the Dusty Rhodes Classic for the female tag division with a shot at, is it the WWE tag team titles then? Yes. Who they would be facing. uh, Charlotte Nasca. Oh, yeah. They still got it. No, no, no. They lost it. You're right. They lost it. and Naya, yep. Baszler and oh, they got yeah. my hole. Yeah. Yes. Quite the meme. Yeah. That's floating around there. I feel like that needs to be worked into their new tag team name somehow. You know, yeah. and, and, and I, I just, I give all the world credit in the world to Naya. She has completely embraced it in, uh, on Twitter and like making fun of herself and stuff. So you gotta, That's you gotta good. lean into those things. Definitely. Gotta, oh yeah. Well, we always talk, it's like the we always talk about, it's like the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that too. That too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That authenticity that comes through. You got to roll with it. Look what it did for Becky Lynch. So, uh, the result of that match was the heels took um, the championship uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic. 
uh, trophy home with them, beating Ember moving Shotzi Blackheart. Boys, what, what did you think of this match? What'd you say? <laughs> Go for it, Mike. Um, I mean, yeah, it was fine. No, it's um, no, in all honesty, I, I thought this match was honestly, it, it was a piece of crap. So Raquel Gonzalez, <laughs> I think, Damn. was oh yeah, Whoa. it's we got some hot takes tonight. Um, you're gonna get a heel turn from this guy, and this it is won't the match show. Yeah, it's time for Matt's corner, baby. So, um, so this match, uh, I think Raquel Gonzalez was definitely the star of this match. Uh, as in the first five ten minutes, I caught myself already drifting, looking at my phone, which <laughs> takes me back to one statement I just want to make about this pay per view before we start picking it apart. I I think, and I might get some heat for this, but this was by far the worst takeover I think in NXT history. Like wow. there was no <laughs> takeover that really I felt really compelled about. I mean, there was the MSK tag team match, which we'll get to a little later on in the show. And then we have the twist at the very end of the show, which I think takeovers have always been really good at. But I think as far as a kickoff match, the entrance with Shotzi and Ember was cool. The tank, awesome. The fact that Ember was on the tank tank. with Shotzi, kind of cool. They had different costumes and everything. But man, when they got into this match, I mean, this was like me and my best friend's pretending to wrestle in the backyard and calling the spots as we go. Like you could hear everything they were saying. Um, I think it was <laughs> halfway Damn. to two thirds into the match that Raquel Gonzalez just started dominating people, like slamming people onto the ramp, which there's a ramp now in NXT, which I have some, yeah, they were saying it was just for that show. I think. Yeah. So, so anyway, in short, I think Raquel Gonzalez was the star of this match. I think that was, purposefully done which good on them they've been building her up for a while but i think without any sort of payoff or reasoning to actually buy into it but yeah it was it was whatever i'm i've said this before i'm a huge fan of shotzi blackheart and ember moon and i want to get behind shotzi at the same time i just i don't know i feel like she needs to spend a little more time in the performance center tighten things up a little bit i think at that point i could definitely see her starting to move up maybe getting into championship matches but i think she's got a little bit of work to do yeah i feel like the women's bar in nxt has historically been pretty darn high and they just shot season doesn't do it for me i feel like she's she's definitely below average compared to the the bar that nxt's established someone likes her Mm -hmm. so they're pushing her and the tank is dumb We, she's got a toy that's not gonna fly on the main roster. God damn it! No, she's gonna. They're gonna replace it with uh, the old rosebuds from from Adam Rose. Oh God, please <laughs> no. So Matt, you mentioned MSK uh, before they battled the Grizzled Young Veterans. That they did for their Dusty Rhodes Classic Finals match, and uh, they proved to be victorious, which was kind of out of nowhere. This Shock is a young too, yeah, I know. That we didn't really see coming. I honestly, I mentioned before, I haven't been watching very much of NXT at Me all. Me neither. So, I hadn't really watched them. So I did yep. watch a little bit of uh, the NXT leading up to um, yes, uh, Sunday's pay-per-view. And I saw these dudes and I was like, who are these dudes? Yeah. And then when I saw this match, I mean, they pulled out some pretty awesome spots. Oh, yeah. I was pretty impressed, man. They... Uh... They look pretty good because, you know, I'm pretty critical. I was like, wow, these guys are mm-hmm. no one pretty good. No wonder WWE grabbed them so quick. Because um, yeah. they, I mean, that one dude reminds me of like a young Ricochet, the way he can move. Um, good tag team, but, you know, he, 
they're, they're, I mean, their future is isn't going to be good. Their future will be fine if they stay yeah. in NXT. Yeah, yeah. If they stay in NXT for X forever, you know, and or yeah, yeah, know. or if they stay in NXT for a year and go to AEW. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Do, do their two or three years and then get out. Because I actually, too, if you look, because uh, I had heard earlier today that they had a that one of their best. Because I was like, "Whoa, these guys!" Good. One of their best matches was um, at PWG against the Young Bucks. If you Google okay. that on YouTube, you can see the highlights. Where I watched it tonight nice. with you guys earlier before I the podcast, and it was pretty damn good. It was wow. pretty, it was it was it was really good. It, yeah, it was good. I was like, I can see why. They got snatched up because that was really when they got picked up by up for NXT so quick from TNA. I was like, "What's?" I hadn't really heard much about them, you know. But I don't watch Impact as much as I should, and all of a sudden, they look good in that. They look good last night. They, yeah. They're pretty. They're a pretty solid team together. I totally agree. I think by far this was the match of the night. Like if you go back and watch any yeah. of this pay per view, this is the match to watch. Um, yeah, Charlie, like you said, I mean, the one guy is like a young Ricochet. And yep. not even and Ricochet's not even that old. It's just yeah, no, this guy's sort of yeah. more of an up and coming version yeah. of that. But but you can but, tell he was an admirer of Ricochet from the way he hundred percent stuff. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. There's a moment at, yep. yeah, though I think he the one spot in the match that really sticks out to me is there's a moment where um and I, I forget their names, so I'm not even gonna try MSK, to I think. Yeah, uh, he runs to the corner turnbuckle, dives over the post to the outside, sort of does a front flip into the two guys, lands on his feet. Just probably the most insane, unique spot I've seen to date in any match. It was Um, crazy. And so these guys are fantastic. I think the Grizzly Young Veterans, Steve, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording tonight. Uh, Prior to NXT, um, for those of you who are seeing the Grizzled Young Veterans for the first time or the first few times, prior to NXT, they were in NXT UK. And I followed them a little bit. I'm one of those guys who, like, I got sucked into NXT UK for a little bit. And these fun. guys are, were really great. As If you've seen them, Zach Gibson, great heel. Like, how he is just an outstanding like, heel, yep. So these two guys are also fantastic in the ring. I think putting them together with MSK, what a great way to end the Dusty Rhodes classic. And at the end, you know, I, I think just based on my history of watching NXT and following the Grizzled Young Veterans, I was kind of assuming they were going to win. That ended up, spoiler alert, not being the case. We saw MSK win, which after seeing some of the moves they pulled and just the talent level they have, I'm... I, that could not have been a better pick. I think they're a great team. They clearly have had a lot of practice in the ring. I think if they get put into a really good storyline, which I feel like NXT is a little short on nowadays, but assuming that that actually happens, I think MSK could become one of the next big tag teams in pro wrestling. Yeah, I'm uh yeah, no, I agree. I think it was a perfect showcase of different styles. And uh, yeah, I, I was saying before the show, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Grizzled Young Veterans. I think Zach Gibson, he's, he's been pretty much since they kicked off NXT UK, he was a mainstay. And, and then we now they're obviously on main NXT. But uh, those guys, um, I don't know what the future holds. I mean, they probably have no future on the main roster, but uh, they're going to make a lot of people look good because that's what they do. Yeah, they could be like the new revival uh, in NXT, how uh, they kind of, they got like the, they can match anybody's style and yeah. make them look good. And then if they do bump them up to the main roster, not do anything with them. Maybe <laughs> honestly, the grizzled young veterans, the, that name I think should go to um, Tommaso Ciampa and 
uh, Timothy Thatcher. They're looking pretty <laughs> grizzled lately. They, 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 the name would suit their look for sure. Chop exactly. Head yet or again or no? No, it's very grizzled. Yeah, yeah. And last time I saw him a couple weeks ago, I was like, I don't know if that's a good look for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and yep. him and Thatcher, I just like it's such a weird pairing. Weird pairing. But yeah. we're not going to get into that. Though. There's not yeah. enough time. I swear I saw those two guys downtown Milwaukee uh, doing construction. But... <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to point out though is that Zach Gibson is Liverpool's number one. And he's soon to be the world's number one. That's awesome. a catchphrase. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Well, speaking of great catchphrases, Cameron Grimes is to the moon right now. Yeah. He cut. He got this uh, awesome. Uh, mo- yeah, this montage or uh, rap video. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was feeling it. So he's kind of cap. His catchphrase has been Cameron Grimes to the moon. Yeah. And kind of what the kids have been describing this GameStop stock doing, yeah. you know, with the rocket emojis <laughs> on Instagram and calling out these new penny stocks that are going to take off. It's going to go to the moon. Cameron Grimes brilliantly is saying that he cashed in on all of this success with the stock market, which I love. I love, I love how they can, you know, pivot their character on something contemporary and make it fun and relatable and interesting. And it's the perfect guy to freaking do it. A redneck country bumpkin driving a Ferrari, throwing around bands of hundred dollar bills and doing snow angels in it in the middle of the ring, looking trashy as fuck, but I'm into it. Like, what did you guys think of this? Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious, dude. It's, it's, it's it's hilarious. That song is like, to the moon, you know, it's just, (laughs) It's it's he's one of the best characters. Yep. Probably in wrestling today, in my opinion. You know, For sure. one of the funniest guys. That kind of stuff cracks me up. I totally oh, yeah. agree. We've talked on past episodes, um, and I've mentioned that I'm a huge fan of Cameron Grimes. I think in recent weeks, um, we haven't seen him on TV quite as much lately. And I nope. think that was a good thing because as, as funny as he is, as cool as he is, he was getting a little stale uh, in the former yep. version of himself. And, and yep. it wasn't even stale. It was just that he needed something different, whether it was a title or a new yep. storyline. And they hit the jackpot, no <laughs> pun intended, with this storyline because it, it did a few things. One, it was contemporary, like you were saying, Mike. Yep. How often Current. do you see WWE do something contemporary nowadays? Yeah, like, it's that almost was, right. like they let them write exactly. it. All unexpected, so clever. I was even, I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend, Becky, and I, because we talk quite a bit current events around the house and the GameStop thing came up and I was explaining to Becky how Cameron Grimes uh, has latched onto this GameStop thing and that's sort of been his <laughs> ticket strapped straight to the moon. Um, so yeah, just what a clever way to do this. I love the gimmick. I did see the vignette during takeover. Um, I didn't know if I was seeing a commercial for Cameron Grimes, like some yeah, sort of what a, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, the commentators didn't even acknowledge it. Um, they didn't even preface it with anything. It just played in the middle of the show. And then you get uh, Vic Joseph talking about how tonight's theme song for NXT takeover vengeance day is whatever the fuck it was. Um, but regardless of that, I'm, way into this Cameron Grimes angle as Charlie is too. So I, I definitely think they're doing something right. So another big uh, signing happened in NXT as well. L a Knight. Who <laughs> is this guy and where did he come from? I guess he's a big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't Charlie might have a little more background in him. I, what I know him Not from much, is yeah. NWA power. Yeah. 
he came on. He was uh, Eli Drake. I think he was uh, also an impact for a while. Yep. Um, he's and he was in. He's, I yeah, don't remember what boat. name yep. he went by, but he was in Eli NXT Drake. a number of years ago. Oh, was he for a short okay, time? I didn't know that. Wow. But uh, no, he's legit. He's uh, I mean, a solid wrestler, but uh, his mic skills are kind of well above average. He's just, oh for uh, them, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So I think that's a, I think that's a really good get for NXT. He's he looks nothing dude. like this, but when I heard his promo, there was almost like shades of The Rock. I felt yeah, like and Ric Flair. I think that's yeah. what I get, that's I what I get out of his it. inspirations. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I I yeah. didn't even see it. I just saw him sign the contract. I didn't see any thing that you guys are talking about but that uh perked my ears up a little bit comparing him to those two yeah he's a solid worker uh like i said yeah he's a solid worker from what i've seen i haven't seen tons of matches i've only seen like a couple a couple i think one was on was on um was on nwa it was a squash match and i saw um i think i saw him back in uh tna a while ago this like a random some random tag team thing but you know last time i saw him was nwa and I, his promo was off the chart he did and he yeah. did it the same way as he did uh last night you know so awesome we'll see what he'll, they do with him yeah i think they, he'll have he'll do great in nxt beyond that who knows he'll probably be taking champs to, with dolph ziggler at one point but hopefully not they need to build some uh they, well we can talk about it as we get into it but nxt needs to build some um build some new stars yes totally right. agree. never thought we'd say about nxt yep yeah, exactly. move the off. Move the well. You know why? Well, we can talk about it, but you know why? Because no one goes up anymore, so they just yeah. keep using the same guys. Usually, guys will disappear, like you know the old territories. Yeah, guy will go to a new territory. Well, and plus, one of the stars that they're trying to build is this Dexter Loomis guy, and he doesn't even speak. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, gonna yeah. Be, and they're gonna put they're gonna put that's that belt hurt. on him, which is gonna be stupid. Which is exactly that's gonna be when they jump the shark. I think if they put that belt on him, man. They just took a great product and making it to WWE Monday night, raw SmackDown ish. Well, speaking of people not going up, somebody did come back down the wrestling NXT and it was Finn Balor. He took on Pete Dunn for the NXT championship. The match was kind of what you would expect. A lot of submissions, a lot of holds, a lot of reversals. Did I think Pete Dunn was going to win? No. Did I think Pete Dunn did did a good job? Yeah. Oh yeah, you were you thought so, I, Charlie? A little bit. I thought he had a chance. I I knew yeah. pro- he probably wasn't going to do it because they're setting it up for carrying cross. I, in mm-hmm. my opinion, but I don't know which way they're going to go. But I figured maybe that that um, Finn was going to win it because they want to get you know they get that thing back on cross at some point. But I thought maybe he mm-hmm. might make Pete like a um tra- a, a transitional like yeah. champion, you know. Mm-hmm. So then, all right, next time a face gets it. And then the next face can go against carrying cross, you know, I, but I think they're going to, I don't know where they're going to go now. Yeah. I was just going to mention, I think this match as a whole was quite a bit too long. Another thing too, with this match, like I said, it went too long and there was a point where they were doing holds and like he was hitting Finn. You remember that kind of, he was like hitting him in the head kind of, and it was like the softest punches like don't do that just wrestling holes don't close up punch because i had watched the ufc the night before then you see these pussy hits and it's like 
I know it's work, but it's like you're going to hit him him a whole lot harder than that, dude. Yeah, no, I was actually going to mention the same thing. And I think, yeah, we saw a lot of holds in the match. I think Finn Balor is known primarily for his strikes. Um, And then you have Pete Dunne, who, don't get me wrong, is a fantastic wrestler. But I think a lot of his grappling is more attacking the fingers and these really painful-looking holds. Yeah. Um, So I think this match really wasn't a good fit for either of the wrestlers. It sort of, like, exploited Finn Balor's lack of grappling. Although, don't get me wrong, he can still grapple. It's just not his strongest style. Um, And the same goes for Pete Dunne as well, I think. So you kind of put two guys together, didn't exploit their strengths. The match ran pretty long time i do think the ending to the match was pretty cool um it was a little bit different we saw finn beller pull take out uh pete dunn's mouthpiece and then go yeah. for a shotgun drop kick to the face which was pretty crazy and then mm-hmm. uh the coup de gras for the win so pretty cool ending um but yeah honestly that's the only part of the match i could remember in terms of spots or just storytelling um because you can tell like pete dunn's always got that smug look on his face so Finn Balor taking out the mouthpiece and going for the shotgun drop kick to the face. Like, what a great moment. It's something I'm sure a lot of people have wanted to do to Pete Dunne at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, that look on his face. Yeah. Right. But I think as a whole, it, yeah, this this match didn't really tell a great story. It didn't further any feud between these two, which, as we saw after the match, I don't think was really the intent. That's right. true. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the match... Oni Lorkin and what's the other guy's name? Danny Birch. Uh, Danny Birch, right. Come out and start assaulting Finn Balor after the match. They're ringing the bell. The ref's trying to get him off him. They throw the ref out of the ring. Somebody's got to get in there to help out Finn Balor. Well, they hit the music for Undisputed Era. <laughs> Everybody marks out per usual. And yep. they come running down Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly and they defend Finn Balor. They get um they get Lorkin and Birch out of there. Uh Kyle O'Reilly is like, you know, Finn, you're my boy. We got your back. No, you're the champ. We respect you. Yep. Blah blah blah. You know, the camp, you know, they they stood at the hard cam, all four of them in the ring. All of a sudden, Adam Cole. Hits Ooh. Finn Balor with a super kick. Boom, right in the jaw. Could have broke it again, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> and um, goes down hard. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Kyle O'Reilly then looks at Adam Cole and be like, yo, dude, that was that was unacceptable. Was that, that was cool? Yeah. Not I, a cool I take move. issue with what you just <laughs> exactly. did. Exactly. <laughs> kind, sir. So, it's and abs- Adam did not appreciate that. And hits Kyle O'Reilly with a super kick. Can I just My say, gosh. can I just yeah. say, um, you know, you see the super kick 17 million times a week in wrestling. Those were yeah. some awesome super kicks. Like yeah. that was, oh, yeah. he, connected oh, he delivers it really yeah. good. Oh yeah. yeah, he, yeah I does. mean, that's, that's how it's he's done. One of the, he's one of the best guys. What, the yeah. His thighs think... might have been mic'd up. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and I think the fact that he also delivered it, was it going around Kyle O'Reilly to hit Finn yeah. Balor the first kick? Yeah. That was, was pretty, pretty yeah. exceptional. Um, I we had Charlie, I know you had been texting the group about this beforehand. So when I finally watched the show, I knew something was up and somebody was gonna get kicked. I just didn't know who. Um uh, quite frankly, I was kind of disappointed in this segment because the only guy that Adam Cole did not super kick is Roderick Strong. And how mm-hmm. is that not a feud yet? 
well, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Roderick Strong was left in the ring not knowing what to do. He didn't follow Adam Cole. He didn't leave Kyle O'Reilly in the ring. Uh, he stayed with Kyle O'Reilly in the ring. I think Roddy is kind of torn. So he yeah. is like literally the linchpin that is holding undisputed era together. Like uh, where was Bobby Fish? Is he hurt or does he have COVID or something? I or? think he was hurt. I don't know if he's back yet. I know that's why he got, he got hurt in that last War Games match. Oh, yeah. Had. So he I also, think Bobby. I think he yeah. was celebrating his 70th birthday this week. Yeah. Too, so yeah. he's, busy. <laughs> he's, he's still marking out from his uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine yeah. uh, cameo that he got. Yeah, for his that's right. Oh. And Linda McMahon uh, had to pay for it. There. <laughs> happy. <laughs> yeah. So we we thought, okay, Undisputed Era has to come unraveled at some point. When are we going to see it? I mean, they've literally been together for like, what, five years at least? Yeah, pretty damn near. Something since like that. Pretty and, uh, much since... They all got there. And I mean, we've seen in the past Roderick Strong and Adam Cole kind of having a little bit of power struggle within, but nothing Roddy, that would fizzle out the group. Roddy, no. Roddy's going with Cole, dude. I mean, it seems was, like it. If they, if they use right, Roddy's a heel, dude. He's he's not a face. Even as Ring of Honor days, he's always he's a he's a he's a heel. A heel he's that likable. He, he's a likable, he's a boring face, yep. Yeah, exactly. He's a light. He could be a likable face, but he's a he, and he's also a very likable heel. But he's a he's a heel man because because of his work and it, I'd be really surprised if he sides with um O'Reilly uh, Kyle on this one, yeah, yeah. But I feel but I feel bad because to be honest, if they split up, Fish and O'Reilly are great as a tag team, but you don't want them on the mics. No, and the reason that Undisputed got over. Is one Adam man, Cole, is one, baby. Yeah, one guy. That's why he can cut. He cuts the promos. He's got the personality, the look, the boom. I, you I know, he's he's the man on that click. So I, I, if they if they splinter off, the war will be the war together against each other will be good. But once that story next? settled, yeah. Um, I also like, I mean, all the different stories that can come out of this, but now Pat McAfee is spouting off. See, I was right all along about Adam Cole. So like, does this, is that like a double turn? Does that make Pat McAfee suddenly a sympathetic character or or is it just more heels? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, be interesting to see where they go with it. Charlie, you were talking about how Roderick Strong absolutely hundred percent better as a heel than a baby. Yep. Face. I think as a baby face, Roderick Strong's like a scoop of vanilla ice cream with no toppings. Just <laughs> yeah, nobody wants it. It's it's fine. It gets the job done. But ultimately, if you have another option, you're going to go for that option, right? Yeah. That being said, I do think it would be pretty awesome to see a like an explosive blood feud between Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. I think. Don't forget, Roddy Strong was brought into the Undisputed Era as part of a heel turn he made happen to join on Pete Dunn. And mm-hmm. it could be that he, at the time, maybe he didn't have any better options. And over the years, he's gotten better. He's grown tight with the Undisputed Era. And now he's finally ready to face up to Adam Cole. I don't know. But I, I think if I were booking it, that's probably the path I would go down. But I think there's a lot more they could do there with Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. But kind of like you were saying, Charlie, getting back to the whole group, where does that leave Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly? I think They're, as a tag team, go together, yeah, yeah, they've they've had several runs with the belts now as a tag team, um, being plenty successful. But <laughs> the only way they could do anything more than they've already done is telling a story on the mic. And I think we know that that's probably not it's an option be tough, at this point. Yeah. Maybe Bobby Fish. I mean, fish ain't fish ain't bad, but 
Fish is okay, he's, but he's not, you know, he's, he's not expendable. Your, he's, he's not your A player, you know. He's, and his, his the injuries are racking up. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's, in said, his, he's in his early 40s, right? Yeah. yeah. And when he's not there, it's not like he really he disrupts him. the show. <laughs> like, like he doesn't. I miss him. Like, <laughs> yeah. How are we going to let this vengeance takeover go without Bobby Fish? We're going to postpone it until he's better. Yeah. Oh my God. I just feel it's just funny to me. Like nowadays, like, like I'm just making jokes about how old Bobby Fish is and he's like younger than you. Three years younger than I am. (laughs) You're a grizzled old veteran. You're a grizzled veteran. But yeah, well, it'll be be interesting to see where they go with the Adam Cole angle. I think, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Finn, but it could be Bobby or Kyle O'Reilly. And uh, near the end of, um, uh, O'Reilly or not O'Reilly's Adam Cole's run in Ring of Honor. They had some wars, and he ended up ended up finally you know dropping the title to him before he left because he couldn't beat him for he couldn't beat him. But those were some really good matches, and if they go with that angle, you know it could be it could be really good. They can bring back one of their old hits for a whole different audience, and it would probably yeah, be oh, totally. It's a whole different hit. audience, yeah, totally. That would know it, you know. I had forgot about it until I heard it earlier. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about how good that was because cause that was when um, because O'Reilly had been a tag team for so long with Bobby Fish for in right drag, and that you just never thought he would break out solo. Then eventually, you know, he broke out for that little bit of a solo run at the end of Ring of Honor because actually. Did he leave? I, can, I think he left right out. I can't remember now, but I think he left right after Adam Cole because he had the belt and then he lost it like right away. Yeah, that's what it was. He lost it like pretty quick, and it was like he was off, he was off TV and he didn't go to NXT right away. But it was like, oh, he's going to NXT, you know? Gotcha. So, vengeance, yay or nay overall as a takeover? I think. I would say nay. And also, what a missed opportunity with the name Vengeance Day on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's Day. stupid. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day Massacre. It's still an old WWE yeah. one. Yeah, it could have been like Broken Hearts and Broken Souls or Broken Jaws Seven. or something like that. Yeah, it could have been Broken Jaws, you know, to foreshadow this super kick to Finn Balor's face from Adam Cole. Yep. And I, like I said, it was, it was, to me, it was okay. Um, it was okay. It wasn't great. It's, I you know I listened to the um the guys on um uh, Brian Alvarez and those guys, and they basically said it was a good you know it was good wrestle, but it's like all the matches you didn't care, you weren't vested in any of them because you had no. It was kind of like okay, whoever wins wins. I could care less. Like Matt was saying, I, I can look at my phone, do a couple things you know, while this is going on and kind of keep an eye on, it. I don't have to be glued to the screen. Cause I'm like, I'm not vested in anybody winning or losing. Cause these are yeah. kind of thrown together. And like you said, I haven't really, the product's gotten kind of stale. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. lost its magic. Like you said, Charlie. And I, when I was walking, uh, watching this back too, I noticed, remember how NXT used to have like the yellow ropes and like their own turnbuckles. Oh, yeah. These are, these I'll were buy. just the white ropes, and they had buy, WWE okay. on the turnbuckles. Yeah. It wasn't branded, yeah. like special. Yeah. Yeah. There's no feeling, and and I mean, yes, we've talked about it a lot of times about how the how the product suffers without a crowd there for a developmental brand. Yeah, but it just does not have that spark that it nope. used to make nope. fans feel old yeah. and young. And, 
And I think one other example, just to add to that point is uh, we didn't even touch on this, but I'll just quickly mention it. There was also a women's title match on this show. That was yeah. a triple threat match with Io Shirai, who is still currently the women's champion. And then you had Tony storm and Mercedes Martinez, which I was really surprised to see um, mm-hmm. because I haven't seen a lot of Mercedes Martinez in NXT. Um, she's talked about in very high regard by everybody, regardless of promotion for the most part. And so that was, it was just kind of surprising to see Tony storm's been pushed a lot lately. So I wasn't totally surprised to see her in the main event, but at the same time going into this match, it felt like these two women were not even in the same league as Io Shirai. <laughs> and I think yeah. as the match unfolded and you saw the different, like how snug the work was or how snug it wasn't, I should say in some spots, you could tell there was a night and day difference between these two women and Io Shirai. Um, and just what a gap NXT has in terms of the talent. I think they've been putting a lot of focus on the quantity of content, especially in the women's division, and maybe not as much focus as they need to on the quality of the work. I think, totally agree. just to fantasy uh... for a second, I think uh, Candice LeRae could very well be in a great title match with Io Shirai. They've got history together. There's a story waiting to be told right there with Candice as a heel now. Um, and why they haven't capitalized on that, I'm not really sure. It almost feels like this match was booked just as a way to quickly throw another women's title match on the card. So, But another example of how NXT seems to have lost its spark and just kind of almost like given up on storytelling just for the yep. sake of getting yeah, as that's many the, people doing, through the system as possible. They're pushing they're hot, what they call hot-shotting, hot-shotting angles too fast. Which they never used to do. Yeah, I mean, you look at the contrast of the women's division years ago with Bailey and Sasha and the patient storytelling, and you know, then Asuka with her like unstoppable run. I mean, that women's division was like cemented then, and yeah, now it just kind of there's nothing. Obviously, Io is very talented, but just no real. I don't know. Yeah, and yesterday it was just a weird mix because it's like you got Io, who's you know we know is great. You got Tony Storm, who's you know, pretty young, like 24, 25 and like bright future, but maybe not quite there yet. You got Mar- Martinez, who I think is like in her early forties. And it was just, it, it just didn't, yeah, I don't know. It just is weird. It just, yeah, it felt thrown together. And I wonder if, um, I guess this is semi breaking news, but um, for those of you that watch impact, um, what's Charlie T- uh, Valkyrie or Valkyrie, uh, uh, yeah, Taya, 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 Taya who is yeah. um, uh, Morrison's, Morrison's wife. wife yeah. yeah, she just signed with WWE. Or John, yeah. John Morrison. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I hope they put her, I mean, well, I, I would hope for she's any kind of old, that they, too. I would hope yeah, they put her in NXT because she's not going to be. That's where she's going, me. NXT. Yeah, she's going Okay, so that, that might help. I mean, that's a real credible person that's got some you know ring experience right absolutely i despite all that i mean i was really hopeful for the women's division i would say about a year ago i think when um when we still saw Shayna baszler as the champ and when rhea ripley beat her for the title that was the last great moment in the women's division that i can Mm -hmm. remember i think ever since then and and what's funny is at the time and even for a while after that we talked a lot about how aew's women's division just was not there there was not even a close comparison between the two and over the past year i think we were starting to see that flip where nxt's Mm -hmm. women division is just kind of like a bunch of people all on the same level and then you have io shirai light years ahead of everyone else versus aew who now has a pretty well 
developed i wouldn't say well developed but they have a very up-and-coming women's division with a lot of potential superstars yeah a couple really solid champion-like figures so i think if they keep heading that direction it very easily could surpass nxt's women division i think that trajectory is there yeah and i think uh you know we're not you know we're not going to be able to talk about it tonight but uh today i believe they dropped the uh japanese side of the um women's eliminator tournament in the aew so that's something to check out if i I might check that out after the show or uh but uh so yeah i don't know if you you they got the tournament going on right now and like the left side is sort of the aew mainstays Mm -hmm. and the right side's a bunch of top stars in japan so that'll be interesting that could give them like an like it boosts their division even more one can make the argument that the NXT women's division fell apart when Ty Conti went to AEW. One could make that argument. And I'd love I to think, hear the um, argument behind it. <laughs> I'd like to get to the bottom of that conversation. I think we all can get behind it. Yeah. Well, the you got a eight, firm the stance NXT... on that. Yeah. <laughs> very, very firm. <laughs> anyway, I um not only is the NXT women's division in shambles. But the inner circle in AEW is also in shambles. Sammy Guevara now out of the inner circle. And it wasn't even a big uh, big moment, I thought. He just basically kind of resigned. I mean, this is something that they we knew he would be the first one to leave ever since MJF and Wardlow joined the inner circle. But it was a pretty big moment because on the first AEW Dynamite was when the inner circle was established and Sammy Guevara was like the first member of Chris Jericho's crew. So as a founding member and OG, this is a pretty big uh, moment. What do you what do you think's going to happen here? Who is he going to maybe tag with or go solo? What do so, you guys think? So I, I, I'm becoming of two minds of this. I think the you know seemingly obvious story they're trying to tell is that MJF's going to inevitably turn on Chris Jericho and try to take over, and maybe the um, the sex guys team the, up. Proud and the powerful is that their name? Like uh, maybe they pair with, you know, MJF because they've kind of warmed to him. Um, So but but then, you know, the obvious thing seems like that uh, Sammy Guevara would side with Jericho. But it's so obvious. It's like I was talking to a friend recently who said maybe because they kind of played this so obvious, maybe there's a swerve intended where this is all a front and Guevara is going to like you know, like he's really in cahoots with MJF and he helps turn on Jericho. It all depends on kind of the trajectory of that character. I think he's coming, he's getting over with the fans because he's hilarious. So Mm -hmm. they could, he could be a smarmy good guy and I think pull it off. Or he's just such a smarmy person that like they're going to have him like, he's you know double down and like like be even more dastardly than we realize so that's what i love about this story we have legitimately no idea where it's going and then you know along those lines if they do if they split the inner circle you know it stands the reason like your buddy wardlow would stick with mgf but yet they put those seeds in months ago that like he was being mistreated you know will he flip and hager stays with mgf there's so many things they could do here i love it Hmm. Very interesting indeed. Yeah, I was very surprised to see it go down like that. We also had a huge reveal on AEW two weeks ago with uh, Kenta uh, debuting at the end of uh, AEW Dynamite two weeks ago, and he went on to tag with Kenny Omega versus John Moxley and uh, the Lance Murder Archer. Hawk monster, yeah. 
Right. And Jake Roberts as the manager. And Kenta is from New Japan Wrestling. A huge, huge uh, moment because um, not a lot of people or, or like your average wrestling fan would know who this guy is. So when he was revealed, uh, the huge wrestling marks uh, went banana, as Pat Patterson would say. Charlie, what did you think of that moment? I think right. you, uh, you've been kind of saying that we're probably going to experience some kind of crossover. Is this just the beginning? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I heard today, Okada was is Okada supposed to come, which yeah. would be huge. Yeah, no, I think it's a good move to, to take down the the, the powerful conglomerate. Um, make it'll make wrestling interesting. When you think about it, AW has relationships with Impact, um, um, NWA. NWA. Yep, and uh, now New Japan. That's pretty awesome. powerful. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. solid. And once things get back to normal, if they can start moving talent around, and because you know, there's still it could be. Yep, Nick Aldis still like I yep. think could have a big run in AEW. Oh he's, yeah, he's been sitting yep. there soldiering that NWA title and just so credibly, he is great. Yep, I can and see I, him coming there just talking some serious yeah, smack. He is so good. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be it'd be it'd be like a, you'd be happy like a twelve year old watching these <laughs> shows, I think. Yeah. Prior to seeing this crossover, I had heard that Kenta uh debuted on AEW Dynamite and my last exposure to him was as Hideo Atami. Tommy, yeah, I was trying to think of his old name, yeah. Um which name. got a lot of buzz. Unfortunately, he had a lot of injuries set him yeah. up. Yep. You never really yep. got to see a lot of what he can do. So Getting to see this match where he teamed with Kenny Omega against Lance Archer and John Moxley, what a great match! I mean, that it was, was a fun match. Yeah, phenomenal matches. I am a sucker for, and this one had potatoes. It had the referee holding a table in place so that these two guys can fight on the table, which I thought was kind of funny. If you were paying attention, you'd notice that. But yeah, yeah, yeah what a what a great match! And Kenta with some really just innovative like unexpected spots throughout the match so i definitely see what all the buzz is about i did hear about okada also talking so is it official that he is signed with aew at this point i don't know well, no. I, I think it's no. melter it was just melter saying that he's he, he could he'll be coming over at some point okay which opens the door to more and New Japan wrestlers coming over, so we could see oh, the yeah. likes of uh, like Will Jeff Osprey. Cobb. Yeah, your boy Jeff Cobb, yep. uh, Will Osprey. Osprey uh, who's yep. that? Saber. Is it? Uh, what's his, uh, oh, is that Zach Saber? Saber. Yep. Yeah, the human Saber uh, machine. And I don't know more the the Japanese wrestlers' names. But I mean, there's just a slew of them, and it's an amazing promotion. And just to have that partnership and possibility, I mean, it's really limitless creativity at this point for AEW if they oh, can yeah. make that happen. One question that comes to mind is how much of this is solely because AEW and Impact and New Japan realize how much they could capitalize on reuniting the Bullet Club, both old and new members, in terms of merch sales storylines yeah. and reenacting things they've done in new japan but maybe that american audiences haven't seen yeah right. yeah i think it, yeah and i think it's because they've all i mean they've all had a, when you think about it all they already have a working relationship with those guys when they would were their ring of honor and work in new japan were together so they they know the box they know cody obviously they know kenny because he was their one of their main guys over there so they have the working relationship with them. they just have to work out the I'm sure the details and the booking or whatever, but 
they, they, they could make it work if they wanted to, you know, it, especially with New Japan, because now, too, they have that um, Roku show over here. And mm-hmm. now they can it'll help them establish their North American presence again since they they're not on since they were off tv for so long over here and they'll help mm-hmm. them get back you know get back in the american scene because like when when that when that show stopped um on access tv i kind of i i would watch bits and parts of new japan when i could and I just kind of keep up with the stories but like you know having that weekly show and then running you know they would run wrestle kingdom every year so i'd watch it every every year it'd be like a week late but you could watch it you know, live kind of, you know, so it was, you kind of kept up with it, you know, when it's no TV presence here, it's kind of hard to keep up with it. So is, um, off. do you guys have Roku? Any of you? No, I do. So how do you, is it, do you, how do you get free. Roku? Is you literally buy that little device or something or is it? Yeah. Like, and then you get, device or buy and then you'll TV. get new Japan. I got the Roku TVs and I know that like, you know, anytime you like, it's like a default app that comes right on the home screen. And then you yep. add all your, all your, your Netflix, your Hulu's by downloading those channels. I, I haven't really looked into the Roku channel itself, but it's gotta be there. Yeah. So it's probably just channels. It's a way yep. to get more people just to buy search. a Roku, Roku TVs or For the sure. Roku sticks, because yep. it is like a, a Japanese made TV or something like that. It's oh, is it? Like okay. Hi- Hi- Hisense, Hisense, yep, Roku. Good TV. Yep. Yep. Or TLC was like the other one or yep. THC. So, so the easiest thing to do is like, uh, probably not THC, but I, we know where you're <laughs> So the THC easiest nine. thing, the easiest thing to do is good marketing. Depends on what you're watching, I guess. I don't know. If you want to watch New Japan on it, I mean, you got to get like a device, right? Like, I mean, like I got a new TV. I can't go get a Roku app. I probably have to buy the stick or something. I'm guessing you would probably have to buy the Roku stick. I bet you could. I bet you could probably download the app. I looked and I didn't see it, but yeah, yeah, you probably got to buy some piece of hardware. I'm just trying because I was if it's cheap. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how I could see New Japan. If um well, so so I had New Japan I had a subscription to New Japan World I want to say about two years ago, and I I just downloaded the so I have an iPhone so I download the app New Japan World onto my iPhone and it was compatible at the time with Google Chromecast so I would just cast it to a TV that we had with one of those Google Chromecast sticks plugged into the back but now with this new partnership with Roku my guess is just kind of based on that you probably have to download the New Japan World app or whatever the channel would be within Roku. And it's probably an additional cost per month. I think at the time it was like about nine uh, or $10, depending I think it was on the 10 bucks. Rate. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's free. I think it's free now though. If you get yeah, Roku, cause then you can I'll, get a cheap Roku. I'll look into it. You get a cheap Roku player right now. I'm looking for 17 bucks at Walmart. Plug it into oh, the that's, HDMI. That's not bad. Yeah. Well, you I brought like your the, HDMI port. Yeah. I bought the, the Roku one. TV, a 55 inch one, I got it at Costco for like 329 bucks. Yeah. And I I bought like a 40 inch for our bedroom. I bought like a 36 Roku TV for like a hundred bucks, just yep. because they're easy to move around. Like you don't have to like get your Apple TV plugged into it or your Amazon Fire Stick. It's just all right there. You just unplug it, plug it into a new outlet if you want to move it around. All the remotes work the same. 
I'm like literally a salesman for Roku TVs right now. I'm sorry, but uh, no, they're just yeah. affordable and simple. Yeah, like, so. yeah, I like Google TV. I use it so I, uh, I think my best bet's to buy the $17 stick if I want to yep. see New Japan. Probably. I'll look into I'll look into it more with the Apple TVs and see how it actually works, and um, I'll report back after Sounds we're good. done with the show tonight. So yeah. Well, well, boys, uh, I think this was a lot of fun tonight. We covered a ton of wrestling content. I'm excited to see what happens coming up. We have a, a revolution coming up in AEW pretty soon, right? The I think uh, pay-per-view? two weeks, maybe? Yeah, beginning of March. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah, this March, yeah. We should be expecting some great uh, new developments on AEW Dynamite. We'll keep an eye on NXT. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but, yeah, boys, uh, please continue to follow us on Spotify for all our new episodes. Follow us on Instagram for hilarious wrestling memes and when our episodes drop. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, boys. Thanks a lot for joining us. Stay warm. Stay possible. <laughs> Stay hungry. Feed me more. Feed me more. Kind of place to raise your kids